Welcome back. You're listening to This Week. Just over a year ago, the then leader of the Labour Party, Alan Kelly, was visited by three of his colleagues who, during a frank discussion, told him that his time was up and he'd have to go. His resignation followed a period of stagnation in the opinion polls, with Labour failing to move off around 4% support. On March 24th, Ivana Bacic will mark her one-year anniversary as leader of the Labour Party but the opinion polls are no better for her than they were for Alan Kelly. An Ireland Thinks poll in today's Sunday Independent puts Labour on support levels of just 3%. Ivana Bacic joins me now in studio for the first of our New Year's series of party leader interviews. Good afternoon. Welcome to the programme. Good afternoon, Justin, and thank you for inviting me on. My first time, my first opportunity to do this interview and very early in the New Year. You're you're very welcome and and we're glad to have you. Um, Normally, there is a a bounce in support for uh, a party leader who has just taken over, bringing fresh ideas, a fresh voice to the party. That hasn't happened in, in your case. Uh, support for the Labour Party, just 3% uh, in today's opinion poll. That's worse than where it was when Alan Kelly uh, led your party. What's gone wrong? Well, Justin, although I'm a relatively new party leader, as you've said, I have been in politics a long time and I've been around long enough to know that uh, opinion polls can take some time to change. And indeed, had I listened to opinion polls, I would never have run in the Dublin Bay South by-election in July 2021. And we certainly confounded pollsters in that by-election where at the start, I think, all political commentators suggested that contest in Dublin Bay South would be between Fine Gael on the one hand and Sinn Féin on the other. That did not prove to be the case. And what we showed with that result for Labour was that there was a clear appetite among voters for a positive and constructive message of change, a centre-left social democratic message of change, which we in Labour can deliver. And I think, you know, the, the reality is that across the political spectrum, we've seen in over the years that uh, voters do not accept the idea of a punch and Judy, you know, either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael in the 90s. Mary Robinson showed there was an alternative there. And now I think voters and members of the public across Ireland, as I'm finding as I travel around the country, people don't accept that it's simply a choice between the right-wing ideology mm. of Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael on the one hand or the nationalist but, populism but, of Sinn Féin on are, the other. Are, but are, there are, is are you concerned though that if things don't change in the opinion polls, that perhaps by the local elections uh, next year, that you might be getting a tap on the shoulder like Alan Kelly did last year? Well look, I'm in this for the long haul. I've had huge support and great uh, encouragement from around the country. We have a really great network of grassroots activists in Labour constituency members, uh, councillors, 56 councillors. We did very good local elections in 2019 and we're looking to build on that with our growing strength uh, among local area representatives. We've new candidates coming forward, particularly women. And I do want to say, Justin, we're actively recruiting new candidates, Mm. new members. We'll have a sign up a sister campaign this February to grow our party's membership, to grow our candidate base for the local and Europeans and indeed the general election so that we're ready whenever it comes. So I'm in this for the long haul. Okay, but does your party have a problem connecting with people who don't live in Dublin, where most of your support base lies, and who are not from wealthier sections of society, uh, which are also more likely to support Labour? Well, again, in the Dublin Bay South by-election, we drew support from across the constituency, from all communities. And indeed, if you look at our parliamentary party and our councillors, you'll see we have strong representatives across the country, not just in Dublin and indeed not just in uh, big urban centres. But we're really looking to grow. I've done a series of meetings now in different places around Ireland, in Limerick last year, in Cork, in Mullingar, in Galway, in 
Ennis as well as in Dublin and we're really heartened by the levels of support, the numbers of people who are coming out. We've done some really great campaigning around community and voluntary sector workers, uh, around the need for flexible work, around women's rights and reproductive health leave and other issues and we're seeing really strong uh, strong attendance at these meetings and we'll be doing more of those this year as we lead up to our annual conference the, in March. The, in court. There, there are issues though that divide your party as well and for, for example um, recently there was a split in your party over whether to support funding for the horse and greyhound racing industries. Uh, two of your TDs voted uh, to fund those industries. Um, uh, the rest of your party didn't support funding for that allocation. Isn't that an indication to anybody that uh, you're a party which is urban centred, given that the, where the majority of your party went there, it was urban TDs who voted not to fund the horse and, ra- and greyhound racing industries? Well, again, Justin, I've been a member of the party now for over 30 years and as long as I can remember, and I think before I joined, uh, there was this accusation that Labour was a party with a split and, you know, that it was just, it was just an urban party. And that's, again, not the case. And certainly we have strong members membership, strong representation around the country. And that particular vote, we had a very clear position. We drafted a very comprehensive amendment to the government motion, which looked for a significant review into the funding allocation to that industry. And we all, of course, voted for that uh, that amendment. Uh, and that was our party position. And, you know, I hope we will see a review because I think that's really crucial mm. that uh, the government would do that and that we see value for money. I mean, we in Labour have are, always are, stood... Are you disappointed that Sean Sherlock and Alan Kelly voted with the government on that occasion? No, that, the, absolutely not. And that was the, the arrangement, the, the agreement in advance was that we would have an agreed position as we did and we had discussed it at length in our parliamentary party meeting on that amendment. So that was a very clear position and as I said, you know, I have a long track record in animal rights and I think as a party, we, that's what we stand for. We're environmental socialists, environmental social democrats and that's our clear position as a party. A party of equality, the party of work, the party of the trade union movement. We have a really long and proud history on that. Okay. We, we've seen record numbers of people on hospital trolleys and emergency departments this week. Um, you, you'll have heard Philney Hay on this programme talking about consulting her members in relation to industrial action. Would you support industrial action by nurses at this critical time for the health service? Well, I listened to Philney Hay's interview and first of all, just to acknowledge the enormous and Trojan work that has been done, is being done as we speak across our hospitals, across our primary care sector by nurses, by doctors, by all those involved in frontline delivery of healthcare services. I think all of us watching those dreadful figures this week, over 900 hundred people on trolleys will see that you know clearly ma- radical reform of the health service is necessary and I think Philney Hay is articulating very clearly the absolutely uh, strong and valid concerns of her membership, concerns about patient safety mm. predominantly and I think she's right to uh, point in particular to the need for safe staffing mm. levels and for legislation would, would on that. Would you support industrial action We'll support legislation service. on safe staffing levels we absolutely support the consultation. She's t- talking at this stage as we know Justin about consultation yes. with her members and I think that's absolutely right. But what we do need to see, and as Duncan Smith, our health spokesperson, has said, we need to see massive investment in our community care, in our primary care, in our step-down facilities. Because I think every analysis of the crisis this week has pointed to a a failure of government to deliver on the community care and those step-down facilities. And that has been a really key cause of this chronic overcrowding in our emergency departments, unnecessarily so, because so many patients ready for discharge simply cannot be discharged because of lack of facilities. That's a government failure. 
failure. It shows the government has not been working. We've seen seven wasted years of prosperity when we should have seen massive state investment in healthcare and in housing, where again there's a failure of delivery, where we're okay. seeing today the Land Development Agency saying we won't see any homes delivered by them until 2024 on public land, despite the fact that they were set up f- over five years ago now in order precisely to do that, to deliver uh, affordable housing on public land. Just want to briefly ask you one or two issues around politics. In July 2021, you told Louise Byrne from the Irish Mirror that you wouldn't want the Labour Party to go into government with Sinn Féin. Is that still your position? That remains my personal position, absolutely. But my priority now as party leader is to build and grow support for Labour and for our Labour values. And as I've said, what we offer is a clear and distinct Mm. alternative to the nationalist populism of Sinn Féin on the one hand and the right-wing ideology of Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael on the other. And that, of course, has now become indistinguishable as they're in government together. And indeed, you know, that might have been unthinkable even 10 years ago. We're seeing really, uh, really, you know, huge changes in Irish politics. And what we want to see is a growth in support for a green red politics, environmental socialist politics and uh, and social democratic. You mentioned social democratic policies, considering that you have almost identical policies to the Social Democrat Party um, and that your parties are, are effectively fishing from the same pool of votes. Would a merger with that party interest you? Well, we are two distinct parties, but we do, of course, work very closely together. We have a lot of issues of commonality and we work closely with our colleagues in the Social Democrats. And indeed, we have worked closely with colleagues of all parties and none on policies that are that are relevant and that are common to all of us. We are a party of equality. We're a party that is serious about delivering change. We're not content to sit on the sidelines okay. and just critique. Would you be interested we want in to be constructive. We want to be constructive in our politics and we want to offer uh, a, that constructive alternative for which we saw a real appetite among voters in the most recent by-election, the only electoral contest indeed in this state since COVID and since 2020. So uh, at this point, I think too early to speak of a merger, Justin, but certainly we're very interested in working with all parties and all representatives who share our our vision for a more equal Ireland, a fairer Ireland, an Ireland that works for everyone, no matter their background. Listeners will note that you're not ruling one out. Um, Ivana Batchik, leader of the Labour Party, thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. Thank you very much.